Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to continue where we left off this morning. Amen. And uh, we were talking about this morning, the title of the message this morning was Costly Illusions. And I have a copy of that that I will get for you, sister. Costly Illusions. And we talked about this morning about... uh, Part one of that was looking for quick. Man, everybody wants a quick remedy. Everybody's looking for an instantaneous result. Cholesterol, no, don't change what you're doing or anything. Don't change your diet. Just take a pill. Man, weight loss, no. You can eat like a hog, eat like a horse, and be skinny as a rail. Just take these pills right here and... And all those things are nothing but illusions. They're not real. They're not true. If there was a, if there is a diet out there that lets you eat incredibly unhealthy, and without changing your diet, a pill can cause you to lose weight, it's going to kill you. There is not any way that that is healthy for you, or that it, it's safe for you. There's no way. Because God set boundaries for a reason. If there was meant to be a live any kind of way you want to and take this magic pill, he would have provided the magic pill in the Bible. There is no magic pill. It's called discipline, folks. You know, I was telling my wife the other day, I just love Sister Erica to death. She's a precious child of God, but she has got to quit bringing that stuff in this church that's killing everybody. And I'm serious. You know, here I am, you know, here she comes in, and here she comes with a plate load of them and sets them on my desk. I'm like, God, I'm about to pray through again. Knowing, Knowing I'm fixing to fall off in that plate, Coming up looking like a kid just got out of a chocolate cake. And no, 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 it's not enough that they're made of chocolate. You need to dip them in chocolate. I mean, just bathe in it. Just take I don't want no veggie tray neither. Just quit bringing trays. And, you know, so anyway, but... That's the thing. I look around us and I told my wife, I said, I don't know of anybody in the church that needs to eat that kind of stuff. Not anyone. Even, even Slim there. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's getting overweight too. He used to be skinny as a rail. Stick around here, brother. You'd be trying to waddle through the house here. Yeah, I know you are. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, my my wife went down there the next day, and Kroger was bought out. She didn't get there till the next morning. Okay, now not now. Okay, okay, now 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 we're on the right page here. Now, now let me give you the Paul Harvey on this whole conversation. How many of you can guess where I'm headed right now?
Okay, now listen. Here we go. Oh, Lord, dear God, man, I went straight. Just couldn't wait. I got, oh, I had to go straight home from church, just straight to the store and buy me some ice cream. I, I bought the whole store. You saw, you know where I'm headed with this, don't you, brother? Amen. Oh, dear God, man, I was gone all week, but Lord God, I stopped at every Kroger. You know, you know, but, but let me tell you what's wrong with that scenario. What it should have been was, you know what, dear God, I've been gone all week, but I stopped every place I could and got out and prayed. I got out and prayed, Jesus, I love you, Lord. Let me just, God, just touch me right now. Lord, I just want to stop and just say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just praise you, Lord. Amen. I had to rush home from church the other night to, man, I had to rush home and put on on a CD, praise God. I needed more. I just was hungry. I had to have it. Man, I just couldn't stay up any longer, so I asked God to give me a rain check for the next morning. Praise God. Amen. But you see, it's silly, and we're, we're silly, but and sometimes it, the message seems kind of silly, but think about it. That's how excited we need to be about the Word of God. That's how excited we need to be over, over those kind of things. And we need to be careful to keep ourselves in check. Amen. And as you can look around you and we can look at one another and say, you know what? We need to keep ourselves better in check. I need to. I need to. Amen. Look at her. She's like, I ain't even in this. <laughs> I did not ask you all that. <laughs> but it's the truth. We all know it. Amen. But... You know, yet we still, and I was talking to Sister Tara this morning, and it's true. I have tried. Man, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to try this diet, that diet, this diet, that diet, this pill, that pill, this pill. And you go and you look online and, and you look at the, you know, the testimonies about it, and they're like, oh, man, don't take that junk. It's a bunch of garbage. Well, you know it's garbage when you look at it. I mean, if anything tells you you can eat like a like a wild a maniac, and, and, and you can suck fat through a straw, man, till you blow up, and, and you'll never gain an ounce. You're gonna, yet you're gonna lose weight, but you never had to stop eating ice cream, and, and you never had to quit eating cake. I had one tell, I was talking on a testimony on TV a couple of days ago, said, Oh, yes, Lord, I tell you, I didn't have to quit nothing. My favorite meal is pork chops and french fries and chocolate cake, and I lost 60 pounds. I thought, dear God, she's dead already, don't even know it. If you're if you're eating like that and you're losing weight, man, you got to see there's something going on, buddy. If there is a pill doing that, you ain't heard the rest of that story yet. She'll be on the next commercial, and she sure not be skinny. She'll be about 65 pounds, like this little laying over in the bed somewhere, and they'll be saying, uh, and now if you took this pill, and you've lost a, a hundred pounds, and, and you can't see anymore, you can't get up and even go to the bathroom anymore, cause you can't move, you know, if you've lost the ability to, uh, uh, to do this and that and all that, call the office of we're going to take all your money, and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll you might possibly have a settlement. Let me tell you how that mess works, just as a little side note. Listen carefully to this. This is how they do this. The drug companies know it's going to kill you. They know it's going to kill you. They push it through, and the government knows it's going to kill you. But here's the best of both worlds. 
They're trying to reduce the population of America, of the world. They're trying to reduce the world population. Matter of fact, in one of the states, they've got a big stone. They've written it in stone. What they're taking the numbers down to right in front of everybody. And people still cannot, they don't understand it. They can't wrap their mind around it. But they've declared what they're doing. The population of the world's going down to out of just a few million or something. It's not many. Now, I don't remember now. I'll have to look back at it. It declares on that stone what the population, what they're going to take it down to. They want you to die. So what do they do? They get the drug companies to send you all this horse manure. And then they tell you that, uh, uh, well, you know, and they had, and they warn you, if this may cause this, may cause that, that, this, 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 that, 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 and this, and this, and you may have this, and you may do this, and you may do that. They declare all that because they know you're not going to listen to it. You're going to do it anyway. Then you go out there because you don't want to do what you need to do. What you want to do is what you want to do and still get the same results. It's the most significant description of insanity. I think Einstein had it right doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. And so uh, you don't want to do what you need to do, which is push that plate back and put that stuff up and leave it alone and start exercising more and working. But no, 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 no. Like, oh, oh, my dear God, quit cussing at me like that. Work? Oh, God, he's starting four-letter words now. i got to go. But the thing is, then the pharmaceutical companies, who have already made billions upon billions upon billions of dollars off of those medications, some of them probably trillions, they go to court and they settle out of court. They settle out of court for $2.5 billion when they have just sold $27 billion worth of pills. They give $2.5 billion to be split out across uh, uh, everybody that's taken the pills, and that's their settlement. They don't go any further than that. They can never be touched about it again. And so then all these attorneys are, are turned loose on it. Oh, man, you might be part of a $2.5 billion lawsuit for this and this and that. Well, they know. They know that you uh, that there's people dying from it, and they set that aside. They still take their profits. The government gets their people killed off, the ones that did die from it, and they, they pass a few dollars around. See how it works? That's how it works. But all this stuff is a facade. It's an illusion. It's not. It's an illusion, man. What you're looking at is not how it is. And to think there is a quick fix, and that, and, and it's the same way with salvation. It's the same thing with everything. Everybody wants what they want when they want right now, right now. See, we live in a microwave world, and so. It's the same way with salvation. People think that they're going to live to their last minute, live like hell, and make it to heaven. They think there's a magic pill. All that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. They're thinking in their mind, I don't know what it is they're thinking. Could it be that they're thinking that that scripture just means that all they have to do is say Jesus and they're saved? Well, yes, that's exactly what they think. Yeah. That's right. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. They pay big money to hear that. They pay big money to, to, to have somebody tell them that. Hmm. 
and they banked their soul on it. I'm saved because that fellow said I am. It's in the Bible. Really? Where's it at? Uh, I don't know, but he told me where it's at. Ask him. It's, it's in there. So that was part one. Now we're going to part two. We know that the world's looking for quick. Part two is looking for convenience. Another costly illusion. Brother Edward, would you be kind enough to go to Acts chapter 24 for me? And start reading in verse 24 and read through verse 27. Costly Illusions is the main, and uh, and the title to this one is Looking for Convenient. Looking for Convenience. Listen, you hear this? The Bible says Felix trembled when he heard Paul telling about the, the things to come. Felix trembled. Go ahead. Now, Felix, as Paul began to declare the things of God, and Paul began to minister what the faith of Jesus is, what our faith is, and the things to come, good and bad, the Bible says that Felix trembled, but he said, Go thy way for now. He said, when I have a convenient season, in other words, oh, man, that's pretty serious business, but uh, go ahead and leave for right now. But when I have a more convenient season, I'll send for you. But what people don't realize is that Felix never did come to that convenient season. You know how we know that? Because it doesn't mention it here. What does it say in the next verse there, brother? He was hoping to gain money from it. He was hoping to get money from Paul. See, he knew Paul was very influential now with the Jews and with the disciples. And he knew he had some pretty influential people there on his side that had some money. And so he was hoping that uh, somebody would bring some money to pay Felix to turn him loose, see. He was hoping to get some money. So he said, what What happened now? The offender, what did it say there? He called for him the offender. Okay, he called for him the offender. What does that mean? Yeah, he called for him more often. The oftener means uh, he called for him the more often. He called for him uh, 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 very often. He called for him often. He said, when I have a more convenient time, I'll send for thee. But he sent for him a bunch because he wanted him to bring some money. I'm going to let you out, man, you know. Just come on, you know. But he didn't never bring any money, see. 
But the Bible never says a word about all the times that he spent. The Bible says he called for him more often right there. He got witness to a bunch, but the Bible never records that he ever changed his mind. Felix was a criminal himself. Felix had been brought to that position from some pretty dark days himself. And so he was very, huh, he was very lucky to even be in that position. Anyway, now, okay, so Felix looking for a more convenient season. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard excuses from people about not being in church. Nobody wants to go out of their way. This world does not want to be put out. Especially on Sunday, which they consider to be their day. Now, nobody considers it to be the Lord's day. Oh, no, hey, that's my day. I had a man tell me one time when I told him he ought to get his lazy butt to the house of God, even when he was sick. Had the man tell some some uh, other people in the church, oh, he's getting off my personal business now. He's getting off my personal business now. Excuse me, son. You ain't got no personal business. You're an open book. And you ain't your own. You ain't got no personal business. If you're part of this walk, you've been bought with a price, son. You ain't your own. The Bible declares it. So don't tell me about your personal business. If you got personal business, carry your personal behind out of this building. Because you ain't part of this move. If you're a part of this move, you're a part of that, you're, you follow that word. That word declares that you are not your own, but you are bought with a price. Amen. So, my whole job is to get all up in your personal business and unpersonalize your business, amen, help you to understand your business is God's business, amen, and everything in between. Huh. Praise God. Ain't nothing about you. And that's one of the biggest problems with the people in churches today. They can't get past that me, 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 me syndrome. It ain't about me, 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 me. It's about him, 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 him. Amen. Praise God. Sure. Oh, they say you got to do this. Well, they want you there every service. I ain't got time to be there every service. I have to work six days a week. I have to work six days a week. And I can't go there. I've got to have some time to rest. i got kids. i got this. i got that. Oh, shut up. Yeah. 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 Or they'll come in your church and get up and say, "Hey, bye. I'm leaving. Hey, bye. I'm leaving now. I've got to go play the flag. I, you know, disturb the whole church. Get up and leave. Look, just leave. Slither out. Open the door and slither out through the crack. That's people." That particular instance, incident right there, that's people that do not, that do not like Sunday. They want to declare it's not important to them. They like Saturday. It's not important to them. They want to push that, they push that Saturday Sabbath, Sabbath worship. They want to push that. So that particular one we're talking about there. And so they want to make certain you understand that Sunday's really not that important of a day. And so they can get up and leave and it make no big deal. It's no big deal because, you know, 
whatever. Get out, stay out. I don't need that. I know what I got. When's the last time you laid your hands on somebody and healed them? Huh. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm looking at. Like people can tell me all they want to tell me. I don't care about all that kind of stuff. I follow the move of God. The Bible says, signs following. Confirming the word with signs following. I'm not talking about one man out of a hundred million. I'm talking about a whole lot of people that preach what I preach. Worship like I worship on the days that I worship and live like I live and do what I do, praise God, that are raising the dead, casting out devils, speaking with new tongues, amen, healing the sick, bones growing out. I'm talking about real stuff, amen. You don't have to, they come too, you come too late trying to convince me. You ain't going to change my mind. You ain't changing my way of thinking. I'm going with what I got. You go with what you got, I'm, I'm, hanging, I'm sticking with what I got. I'm sticking with uh, I'm sticking with what I got. No, I don't want what's behind box number two. No, I don't want what's behind curtain number three. I'm gonna take what I got. Amen. God brought me this. I'm, I'll hang with this. Amen. Praise God. There's been a whole lot of times in my life that it was not of the greatest convenience for me to be in the house of God on Sunday. I mean, buddy, there's times I had to press through and fight, scratch, kick, and holler, especially when I started this walk. Amen. But you know what? The longer you in it, the easier it gets, ain't it, sis? I mean, man, the easier it gets. The longer you in this thing, the devil quits pushing so hard against you on those particular days because he knows your mind's made up. Ain't no sense in wasting ammunitions. You know, devil ain't stupid. I'm going to tell you, the devil ain't stupid. Devil's very sharp. <laughs> He's been around a long time. How many of you are smarter than you used to be? But now you couldn't have told you that back when you was younger because you was a genius then, just like you are now. But you sure a whole lot more genius now than you used to be, wasn't you? Amen? I mean, I know a whole lot more now than what I used to know. But this world is susceptible to that devil, and he's been building this stuff for years. He's very patient. He's been setting this whole thing up for a long time. This ain't been no chaotic thing. It's a plan. This is a plan. <laughs> and it's going to happen just like the Bible says it will. This ain't happenstance going on out here. This is a plan. And it's going to follow that plan. And you ain't going to change the plan. I ain't going to change the plan. And God ain't going to change the plan because it's written. It's going to happen just like the book said. Amen? Now, if you're looking for convenient, you may as well get out. This is not the walk for you. Because I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of time this ain't going to line up with your convenience. See, convenience is about you. And there is no part of this walk that's about you or me. This walk's about Him. And there is no time that's not convenient. For you to serve God in His eyes, 
because he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen? And so, how's that work into your convenience? Well, what that needs to do is it needs to change your convenience. It needs to change your whole way of thinking. It should never even enter your mind whether or not that's going to work in with your schedule. Because if it don't fit your schedule, it's time for a schedule change. What? What What did he say? Can I Marty Bear plug for a minute? What did he say? You better hope he don't have to make it. But he will. Amen. I tell you, church, we got to be careful not to let anything weasel its way in. That old devil will do it. And you know what? God will allow it. God will allow some things to enter in there, too, because the Lord says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. This last week wasn't the first time God tried the reins and throwed some things in the mix. And <laughs> I was having flashbacks, man. <laughs> But you know, this walk is not about convenience. This walk is about obedience. This walk is about sacrifice. This walk is about commitment. This walk is about priorities. Listen, if it's not convenient, your priorities are out of order. Jesus is first. Your priority is God. Amen. That woman will tell you right there, when God speaks to me, buddy, I'll call her and say, man, shut the phones down. Don't you call, don't you take another appointment for me? You tell anybody calls, I'm done for the day. Don't even call me. Amen. I'm going to be with the Lord the rest of the day, and I'll leave and I'll go, buddy. She may not see me to midnight. Amen. I belong to the Lord. And sometimes God has to stop me and remind me of that. Because you know what? I will get moved, man. I've got an obligation to that woman right there. I've got an obligation to my home to take care of my home and my business. Amen. And she don't even, she realizes sometimes, she thinks she knows what's going on. She ain't got a clue what's going on. She thinks, you know what, she goes, she follows my paper trail to find out what's going on. She don't have a clue. She don't have a clue what runs through that bank account until the statement comes in. Amen. And she, <laughs> anyway, she, then she looks at the bottom line. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I ain't trying to hide nothing, you know. Amen. I got nothing to hide. I'm an open book. Amen. But I'm moving so fast, I can't keep her up in the loop. I spend my whole day trying to just keep her updated. I don't worry about all that. I got a business to run. Amen. I built this business, praise God, and I'm going to keep on running the business until I'm gone. But my job is to make sure that when she wants something, it's there for her. Amen. My job is to take care of that woman right there. And my job is to make sure she don't never run out of coffee because she loves coffee. And so she don't never run out of food. If she wants something to eat, it's right there for her, praise God. Make sure she's got shoes to wear, a truck to drive, or a vehicle. Amen. And gas. Amen. Praise God. That's my job. And so I take that job seriously. However, every now and then I get a little too busy. And you know, God will, uh, even though I'm driving down the road, I'm listening to, I'm listening to the Bible or I'm listening to sermons on tape. 
Amen. And I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I'm involved in it and all that kind of stuff. There's still times that the Lord has to say, uh, excuse me. Listen, Speedy. Hey, uh, how about me? Hey, man, uh, <clears throat> how about the church? How about, uh, how about taking a sidebar? Let's ease on, take a right right here instead of going straight on to the interstate. I'm going to take a right right here. Business can wait. Go on over to the church a while. Let's, let's talk a while. And I have to just take a side note and stop. And God will do it. And I'll come over here and I'll lock that door. Mondays is a good day for it. Cause they're not there and they're not there. Praise God. It's nice and quiet in here and I can raise the roof if I want to. Praise God. Or I can spend some nice fellowship with God. I can spend time in prayer with God. On Mondays is a good day for that. Amen. Because I don't have nobody next door. I don't have to worry about nobody around here. Praise God. It's nice and, and quiet and peaceful. Amen. It's me and the Lord. Praise God. It's a good time. It's a good day for it. Praise God. Sometimes the Lord will stop me. And I praise Him for that. Because, you know what? We need stopping sometimes. We need something to stop us long enough to get our attention sometimes. We get we get moving too fast, and and it's okay. It's okay. God wants us to, to support ourselves and take care of ourselves, but not to ever let it become, uh, uh, or not to become complacent, or not let anything rob His time from us. He wants to know He's important, man. He wants to know, man, how much we love Him, and He wants to be continually reminded of it. Not that He knows it. That you remember how important He is and that He is the one. He is the I Am. Amen. He is the most important. Amen. He knows this world's looking for an easy road. What rocks Him about this church and about His true people is that we love Him unconditionally. We love Him regardless. I'm with Him. I'm with Him. And so, that's how you get the attention of God. As we talked about earlier, 2 Timothy 2.4, which I had Brianna read, that no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has called him or has chosen him to be a soldier. She learned a lot today in this little church. In this church, I guarantee you, she'd never heard before. She learned a lot today, and it's going to stick with her. I believe that. Yeah, good. Good because in need of a better witness. Mm, power, okay, power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Amen, good. I'm glad you picked them out because you being the heathen that you were, uh, you know, we're able to pick some good ones out for her, amen. Oh, yeah, in the spirit you need it. Is Yeah, do we have any of those copies back there? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good message. Yeah, it is a good message. I'm going to record the uh, Holiness series this week, all the Holiness tapes. I'll have every one of them Thursday night. I recorded a whole bunch of them yesterday or the day before yesterday, the past two days. Amen. And I'm, I've got some that are I'm editing right now because they're too long to fit on the tapes. So 
um, having to edit them down, and then I'll I'll get those last three cut. But there's some let the, some of the latest ones that we've done in the past months are back there now, next to the printers. I mean, next to the uh, record uh, the the CD recorders <coughs> between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a few. There's the three series over there. Um, How's how's your aim? The three, one, two, and three. How's your aim? One, two, and three. How's your aim? Your faith. How's your aim? Your walk. How's your aim? Your uh, your talk. Those three are back there on the other table beside it, but they're right there. And then the rest are all down through that. I pulled the ones off that you put on the rack. Huh? Yeah, up on the rock, and yeah, yeah, up on the rock, yeah. And you set the other one on the side, I think, or something. She pulled them out of there. Took me a while to find it, but I found it. Amen. Because I had Brother Bang's stack off to the side I was making, so I didn't want to miss none. See, <laughs> had a system there. <laughs> yeah, I know you were. Amen. Praise God. But uh, anyway, so some of those are back there. Anyway, now I've heard so many people say, "Well, and you probably have too," because I know y'all witness and try to get people to come to church. Not as easy as it seems, is it? Now, if you was at a big, fancy Woodlands church or something like that, and it's all just a bunch of singing, and then you go into a Sony's, man, everybody would be like, yeah, let's go, man. Hey, we're going to that, and then we're going to the football game, man. Oh, man, oh, come on, man, let me go with you. You know, oh, we're going to that, and then we're all going to go get naked at the beach. Oh, come on, come on, man, I'll meet you at the beach, you know. But when you talk about, you know, what kind of church it is, they would just look at you in these dresses. I'm sorry, yeah, you know, does your church wear dresses, all wear dresses? The women do. <laughs> yeah, the women do. Oh man, yeah, wow, man, I don't have. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so it's kind of hard. But you know what I've heard? I, oh, I've heard some excuses. I can't even tell you. I mean, I can't even tell you. But I've heard some of the good ones are, you know, like, well, uh, you know, I'm not sure what, what I'm doing Saturday yet, but or Sunday yet, but. Uh, Man, I'm going to try my best to make it. They'll never be there. Yeah, they're, uh, they're not coming. Or, man, oh, I'm going to tell you the ones that sure ain't going to be there. Oh, Lord, I, oh, God, I'm there. I'm coming and call you. Call. Oh, man, I just wanted to call you and tell you that I'm coming. I'm bringing 14 people with me, and everybody's excited about it. Oh, I'm so excited. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm coming. Oh, I wish it was tonight. I wish it was right now. I wish it was right this minute. I'm coming. Oh, I'm just so excited. I can't wait to be there. And I can guarantee you they will not make it. They ain't coming. No way. No way. I had a woman used to call me five times a week tell me she was coming to church. Never show. Craziest thing I've ever seen. And so, man, <clears throat> you know, I don't put on stock in all that. When I see them, I see them. People will tell you anything. They will promise you the moon. They will tell you anything. But you know what? Don't even tell me. Just show up. I don't want to hear about what you're going to do. Show me. Everybody wants to tell you, oh, man. And then you, then you talk to them on Monday. Oh, man, I would have been there. But, oh, man, we just, you know, I had this come up and I had that. I overslept. Or, oh, my clock didn't go off. Or my clock went off and I smacked it and I didn't, you know, or... 
Oh, my kids were trying to get me to come to church, but I just we couldn't make it, you know. Huh. Gosh, we hadn't heard that ever, have we? Mm-hmm. It's a heavy price to be paid for that. Huh. Enough you want to go to hell yourself. You better not take them kids with you. But that's the thing. The devil ain't got to come after them kids. All he's got to do is stop one driving. He can stop the car. <laughs> he can stop the move. See? That's all he's got to do. He ain't stupid. He's smart, buddy. And, and God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He will give you a car. So you don't have to miss one service. But, uh-oh, gosh, we missed it anyway. My goodness. Because it now was God that, of course, made me miss it because he did this or this or this, and it had to be God. It wasn't God, Spanky. Because <laughs> God was here. You the one missed. God was here. And let me tell you one, don't miss church. The devil never misses church. Because he's over writing his strategy down for each one for the next week. Uh-huh, so looks like you got through that all right. And, uh, well, let's go ahead and come at him from here. Let's do that. Okay, set the game plan. It's just like setting a football game, writing the strategy for a football game. He's looking at each one of our lives. Okay, let's see. All right. It's like he's drawing a picture of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. He's writing his strategy. There ain't no convenience. You don't need to have your mind pointed toward no convenience because it ain't there. If you're looking for convenience, you never make it. You ain't going to make it. Let's look at some word. I've heard before, well, if I wake up on time, you know what? As long as my mother was alive, there was another woman in this church because my mother called and woke her up every Sunday, every Sunday. And if she didn't call and wake her up, she didn't make it to church. And you know what? She ain't been in church since my mama died. Mm-hmm. Mama was the one put her on a guilt trip to get her in church. Gone now. And the sad about it is they think that what they've already done is going to get them home. But what they don't understand is the Bible says when a man, when a righteous man turn from his righteousness and do that which is wrong, he, his righteousness shall not be remembered, but for his unrighteousness shall he die. The Bible says, Be ye not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap, if you faint not. He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Not to mention the bad example that's being set all around. Okay, here we go. Genesis 1.1. The very first four words of that 
very first chapter and verse in the Bible. In the beginning, God. Ain't got nothing to do with no convenience. In the beginning, God. End of story. Enough said. Amen. Enough said. Now, they know if I wake up on time or if this or that. You know what? If you are having to debate whether or not you're going to set your clock to wake up and be in this church, you need to get your behind in that bed sooner than you are. Because church don't start till 9 o'clock, which is what time everybody really should be getting here. 9 o'clock, 9.30 at the latest. I mean, man, that's late. If that ain't late, something wrong with your schedule. Now, I might feel a little guilty if we were starting church at 5, 36 o'clock in the morning. But I ain't got no guilt. I want you to know, assuredly, look in these eyes. Y'all ain't seen no guilt off in there. Oh, no. Okay. Sister Erica, give me Exodus 20 and 3. Listen carefully to this. Uh-oh. What? Oh, no, he didn't. I always wonder how you spell that, didn't. D-I-N-T. Yeah, didn't. Dent. Hey, man, now I know what that... I know what the guy was saying now. He was really saying, Anyway, all right, now, Thou shalt have no other what? Notice it was a little g, and it's plural. Notice it's a little g, and it's plural. Thou shalt have no other gods. He didn't say you couldn't have other things that was important in your life. He said... Just can't have them before me. The Lord said, many lords, many gods, but there's only one God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He didn't say you couldn't have things important to you. And did you know those things that you consider most important to you? Uh, a lot of times they're gods to you. He understood that. But he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amen. He said, look, man, first of all, it's little g. Secondly, uh, they ain't coming for me. I don't care what it is. Period. I'm one brought you. You got to dance with the one brung you. Amen. God brought me. Devil didn't deliver me. God delivered me. The devil bound me up. God broke the chains. Amen. The devil pressed me down. God lifted me up. Amen. The devil pulled the rug out under me. God put me back on my feet. Praise the Lamb of God. I know from which my hill. I know. Praise God. I look to the hill from which cometh my help. I know who brought me. Praise God. I'm dancing with Jesus. I'm going with Him. Praise God. Amen. He's the one brought me. Hallelujah. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm a Kabahayalabaha. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So there ain't no discussion, there ain't no, there ain't no debate. It ain't about convenience. Doesn't matter if it's convenience. Wonder how convenient it was for Jesus to go to the cross. Excuse me, uh, 
king of the Jews. Listen, would you, uh, uh, could you uh, uh, check your schedule and see uh, if we could maybe uh, nail you to a tree? I don't know, you know, sometime this week. I mean, just whatever is convenient for you. I mean, check your schedule. Have your machine call my machine. Have your secretary call our office and, and just, you know, just dial 1-800-ROMAN-KILLERS uh, and we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll, you know, one eight hundred. We're going to kill you, and and we'll uh, and, and we'll set up an appointment. Um, now, how did you want to be buried? Did you did you want the did you want the uh, presidential package? Did you want the king of the Jew package? Or how did you how did you want to be buried? Uh, did you did you have a preference? Or did you uh, is there any particular day of the week you'd like? Or early in the morning, late in the evening? Uh, how did you want to get there? Did you want the limo? Or did you want the limousine chariot? Or how convenient you think it was for Jesus after being beaten to a pulp, trying to drag that heavy cross with a crown of thorns smashed down on his head and, uh, and all that, trying to drag that beat to a pulp, weary, I mean weak, and all that laying on top of him and then carrying the corruption of this world and being killed by people he created. Dust, hot, miserable, and everybody gawking at him. Clothes coming off of him, I'm sure. And they stripped him naked on the tree. Here he was. They didn't have a, you know, I mean, the Jewish people, buddy, that was serious business to them. Be Somebody see you naked was just degrading. Sure. Giving gall to drink. Didn't do nothing wrong. All you have to do is just think it, man. That whole everybody in the world would have died right there. The whole earth would have been vacated just that quick boom. Whoa, just like that. But he didn't. Cause he Cause he saw us in Tomball, Texas. I gotta have a church there. There's still a remnant. Love me. They love me. They remember what I did. They remembered me. Amen. They're not looking for convenience. They're following after my example. Yeah. No, they're not perfect, but they're working on it. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Amen. Wasn't nothing convenient about what he did either. There ain't never a convenient time, but I'll tell you right now, there ain't never a wrong time to do the right thing. Amen. I'm not going to go into this next part yet because this, this looks like it's going to be a four-part series. I want to tell you right now, church, if you're looking for comfort or convenient, I mean, if you're looking for convenient, it ain't this walk. A whole lot of times this thing don't line up with your convenience. But it's about commitment. It's about, it's about lining your life up with God's will and His Word. It's completely the opposite. See how the devil turns everything completely upside down? He turns it completely backwards. Who would have ever thought the way to be lifted up is to humble yourself? The way to get things in life is to give. That's completely the opposite of the way the world does it. Completely the opposite. How do you get? Take. How do you get lifted up? Step on a little guy. Yeah. Yeah, you, you run over everybody you can. Beat them down before they put their ice skates on. 
Y'all remember that? Tanya Harding? Yeah. Ice skating Olympia champion, and, and she was jealous of this other girl, and, man, she tried to kill her before she got to the competition. Beat her with a stick, tried to kill her. Well, she got thrown out and went to prison, I think, didn't she, or got in big trouble. Oh, okay. Well, I don't remember about all that. I just remember some crazy, wild ice skating woman went nuts, you know. But, uh, you know, the, the thing about this church, you ain't never going to find Jesus until you get to the end of you. You've got to come to the end of you. And that's what this whole series is about, coming to the end of you. If you can't get past you, you can't have Jesus. Because Jesus is all about not the not you. Understand that. Jesus is all about the not you. It ain't you, it's me. That's his motto. It ain't you, it's me. And oh, no, you're not going to take my glory. Uh, oh, you did. Oh, yes, I did. Well, I'm not sure I like that way. I didn't ask your permission. I don't recall asking your opinion. If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Yeah. If I want to hear your wisdom, I'll ask the closest donkey I can find. I'll go down to the borough, and he ain't talking about Murfreesboro. <laughs> I tell you, I will never get past it if we move our church anywhere down near that donkey farm. I can already see it. I can already see it. I'm going to have to have lots of reinforcements, man. I can hear it. Y'all be riding burrows up, man, with a bunch of palm leaves and throwing them at me. And That's what he was riding on was a little bitty burrow. Those are pack pack animals. I know it's kind of seems that way, but really they're some of the strongest animals ever walked. Man, they're they're they were created for pack animals, and that's what they do. They're strong, man. Yeah, really strong. But uh, yeah, I would too. I just feel terrible, man. My feet almost dragging the ground, little bitty feller. You know, be thinking, man, you know, how's this little feller gonna hold up under all this? You know. <laughs> The, the big what? Oh, oh, no, she didn't. Did you hear her go there? She even checked herself right as she said, fat guy. I saw the guilt pass her face, but she pressed through it. You see what I mean? So don't tell. She can't never tell me no more she can't press through because she just pressed through that. She pressed through that on camera. See what I'm saying? I know she can press through now. Yeah. Yeah, the fat guy. Right, yeah. There's all kind of ways she could have said it, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, three meals for Sister Sarah. No, she wasn't. And no, she was not. Uh, she was, uh, uh, even in her real life, she was really a mess, too. Anyway. Stand with me tonight. What was that woman's name now? I can't remember now. Redheaded woman. Shirley McLean. Yeah, 
Shirley McLean. Praise God. Is there anybody here tonight that needs anything from the Lord? That's your house. Amen. Father, Lord, we know that as long as we're in this walk, the enemy's going to fight, push, pull, tug, and kick, do everything he can to try to disrupt our lives and try to rob us of joy and try to steal our joy and peace because your word declares that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, we stand together tonight here and declare, oh God, we declare war on that home front right now. And I bind the chaos from that house right now. Your word says whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth it shall be loosed in heaven. And Father, according to that word, and I believe, I am a believer, and I have a strong measure of faith, and I bind that spirit of chaos and the spirit of confusion, that spirit of disruption from her house right now. And, Lord, I loose in its place, Lord, the spirit of peace. Lord, the spirit of unity. I loose the spirit of rest in that home. Lord, and I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare it. And Lord, we thank you and praise you for it, that we can come to you, Lord, and that we can bind these things and loose these things in your name, and it shall be done. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Father, your word said, whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Father, I ask you, Lord, to take our sister, O oh God, through these trials and tribulations, Lord, that she's going through right now. And I pray that you would Keep her hand in yours and lead her safely through them. Father, the Word says that we're going to go through trials and tribulations and fires and floods and waters, but the Bible says, when you walk through the fire, the fire shall not kindle upon thee. 
The Bible says, When you walk through the waters, they shall not overflow thee. Amen. Father, I pray that you would help her, O God, to have whatever she needs for every situation you take her to. I pray, Lord, that you would give her a peace, give her a joy, O God, and help, Lord, I pray, her to hold steadfast, Lord, to your word. I pray, God, that you would cause her, Lord, to search you in the word of God, to look upon the word of God and only to the word. Lord, I pray, God, that you would cause her ears, Lord, to not hear the voices of this land and the voices of the air, but, Lord, to look upon the Word to see you, her King. Help her to hear your voice. Help her to see your will, God. Show her, Lord, I pray. Show her your will for her life. Help them, God, I pray. Help them to walk in your perfect will. And I thank you for it, Father. Help them not to cast away their confidence, but to hold fast to you in your word. You've got it, Lord, and help them to know it assuredly in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know God's got it? God's got you. God's got a plan. We're in it. God's got a plan. We're in it. Amen. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That don't mean we're not going to get a little tired sometime and say, God, we're yet. Here I am, Lord, now. What are we going to do here? Lord, now. Come on, God. I mean, I'm doing what you said to do, Lord. We're yet. All you need to say is, you know what, God? You know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. You don't have to. You don't have to worry. He's watching. He knows where we're at. He knows what's going on. The question is, what are you gonna do? Hmm. What are you gonna do? As that's what God's waiting on. He's waiting to see what you're gonna do. You know what we need to do? We need to trust Him. Say, you know what, God? I don't know what you want me to do. I ain't going to do nothing until you say do it. I ain't fixed to step out here and hurt myself. (laughs) I look to the hills from which come with my help. I know I got Jesus. Lord, this is on you. I got you. You got me. (laughs) Here I am, Lord. You just let me know. You just let me know. Amen. How many of you know he ain't going to fail you? Failure's not an option with God. He ain't going to fail you. His timing ain't going to be your timing. But he ain't going to fail you. And he ain't going to suffer you to be overtaken without remedy. That's a fact. 
anybody else tonight. If not, remember, pray you one for another. Pray for the church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for one another. Praise God. and Keep Brother Mike in your prayers. Amen. Amen. Keep Brianna in your prayers. She'll hang on and come back. Praise God. Looking forward to seeing them next week. Amen. And just, just pray a hedge around about them because that old devil's going to fight them. I mean, he he got a lot of ammunition when you're driving that far. He's got a lot of things he can throw at you. Especially in his situation where, like you say, you know, there's, you know, he doesn't own that vehicle and there's all kind of things can, you know, can hinder that. We're just bound, we're binding that and we're going to hold with him. Amen. Praise God. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for what we've heard and felt here this day. Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you for this people. Thank you for your word, God, which leads and guides us. Lord, thank you for taking us through another week. Lord, we ask that you go with us now, Father, as we, as we go our separate ways and we enter into yet another week. Father, I ask you, Lord, to protect us, keep us, Lord, shelter us and shield us. Lead us to somebody we can minister to on your behalf. And Lord, would you just give us favor with you and man this week. Help us, God, I pray, to do those things that please you. Help us to walk in your will this week, Lord. Lead and guide every step we take, for it's not in man that walketh to direct his steps, Lord. We need you. We can't make it without you, Father. We look to you, Lord, to lead and guide our every step. Lord, hold our hold our attention, Lord. I pray that you would protect our thoughts. Help us to bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of you, our King. Lord, and we thank you and praise you for it. Bring us back to the appointed time Thursday night. Lord, we'll come back rejoicing, lifting up your holy and precious name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Give him some praise. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah.